leaving the estate, Kim headed up to join the steady stream of cars flowing onto the M50. The traffic was light as she took the exit road for Cork and Kilkenny and put on the radio. She had always loved going to Mossbourne. The big old house, just outside Kilkenny, surrounded by trees and fields and woods, was like a magical kingdom that she had loved to explore, pretending she was a wood sprite or fairy or enchanted princess when she was a kid. They used to go and stay with Molly and David regularly, her dad and mum, with the three of them in the back seat, squashed with their luggage as they drove the winding country roads to Kilfin village, where her aunt and uncle lived. Molly had always made them feel welcome, and there would be a massive dinner with a homemade tart or cake afterwards, and ice cream. Kim remembered wriggling in her chair, itching to run around and explore, to check that nothing had changed since their last visit. Mossbourne was somehow always the same. She and Liz used to share a massive room with an old-fashioned four-poster bed. They loved it and would stay up late reading from the big bookshelf, filled with dusty old books belonging to their aunt. Enid Blyton, E. Nesbitt and Frances Hodgson Burnett were their favourites. Their brother, Mike, would sleep in the captain's bed. The room done out like a ship's cabin, with mementos of voyages from all around the world displayed on two shelves, the wall adorned with maps, which, Mike convinced them, were secret treasure maps. Come rain or shine, there was always something to do. Tennis, fishing in the river, riding, playing in the fields and hanging out in the village. Sometimes she wished that she lived there and would never ever have to go back to Dublin and normal life. One time she'd run away there. She'd just moved into secondary school, finding herself in a new class in a new school and separated from her close friends. She was unhappier than she had ever been before. It was awful. And she remembered just wanting to escape to Mossbourne and the comfort of the old house. Apparently she'd caused uproar with her disappearance, but she just remembered the adventure of it. Molly and Uncle David had made no fuss, and treated her arrival off the Dublin train on her own like a routine visit. The summer after her mum had died, when she was nearly 17, she'd gone to stay at Mossbourne for six weeks. She remembered being sad and angry, lost and lonely, and just wanting to escape to the place she felt safe. Liz had gone to Bordeaux for four weeks to learn French, and Mike had gone off backpacking around Europe with some friends. Kim spent most of that summer with her aunt and uncle, mooching around the house and garden, daydreaming, reading, playing cards, and hanging out with her younger cousins and their new puppy, Daisy, listening to music, sunbathing on the terrace. Her aunt was endlessly patient, showing Kim how to bake bread, make a cake, and in the garden, teaching her how to plant things and divide plants and when to give them support, food, a steak, a watering showing her just how much care and attention a garden needed. It seemed to Kim that her aunt was an artist, and the garden was her painting. Her uncle had brought her out on the river in his boat, showed her how to catch a fish, and how to play three tunes on his piano. He told jokes and played tricks on them all, and loved playing rounders as the sun went down. When Uncle David had died last year, she'd been devastated, he was one of the kindest men she had ever known, and Kim had struggled to accept that she had lost someone else that she loved. 
Since her uncle's death, things hadn't been the same. Molly was mostly on her own. Kim felt guilty about it, but was really looking forward to staying there now. As she drove, she put on a CD and sang along with it. It was weird, but driving along she felt sort of happy. The first time in weeks. Coming off the motorway, she relaxed as she drove through one small town after another until she came to Kilfin. As she passed along the main street, she spotted all the familiar shops. O'Donnell's Supervalue, Cassidy's Café, the Kilfin Inn, Grogan's Pharmacy, Reynolds's Newsagents and the Post Office. She was surprised to see a for sale sign up in Malloy's Drapery. The shop was an institution in Kilfin, an emporium stocking everything from underwear to Wellington boots, knitted jumpers and rain gear to tea towels and tablecloths and bed linen.